Welcome, Patriots. We have an electric episode of Raven's Radar. We're going to be hitting something in the news that is so important and impactful that I can't wait to bring it to you. So let's get right to it. If it's in your sights, it's on my radar. We'll be airborne shortly. Welcome, Patriots. It's that time again. It's time for another episode of Raven's Radar, and we are going to light it up today. Today, we're going to be getting into some nuts and bolts and frontline on the J6. I know we all have the popcorn ready since the Tucker Carson has had the footage out, but let's talk about what's going on in the world first. Of course, we always have something. I say this often, but Biden keeps our plate full. So I'm going to help you guys today because we're going to be speaking a lot of Bidenese. What's Bidenese? It is the unfortunate language we all have to speak to figure out what the heck this guy is thinking, doing, and why he's still here. It's like a bad joke that we just, it just keeps going on and on and on and on. So what's been happening in the news? Well, our border is overrun. We had El Paso sending some horrific footage of the border being overtaken. This is the same border that a few weeks ago when Biden finally made his way down there. Oh, gosh, everything under control. Biden didn't see anything, not a single migrant to be seen. Okay, this is, it was more like, yep, yeah, no, wait, look over here. Yep, yeah, no migrants coming in. You know, it's it's all good. Uh, so that's what's going on. Our border is still wide open. And I say that to lead into the big story, which has kept me hopping all weekend, is it has been leaked that President Trump is going to be indicted and or arrested tomorrow. The, today is the time of this, this taping. It will be tomorrow. Oh, my goodness, patriots. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. They were, were at it again. So our favorite debunked instigator. Yes, Patriots, our favorite porn instigator is back in the news again, but this time it's, it's a different spin. So Alvin Bragg, not to brag, but we're gonna brag a little. A lot, actually. Our favorite Soros shill, okay, is at it again. And for the Manhattan DA's office has decided that they want to perp walk President Donald J. Trump. They want to put him in handcuffs, give him a mugshot, and try once again a pathetic attempt to try to get him to not run for office Woo! The definition of insanity. Here we go again. And for those who aren't paying attention, I want you to know that justice is supposed to be blind, but it's not supposed to be grossly expensive. This, in the last series of witch hunts, is costing American taxpayers a fortune. Let's put this 
into context. The Mueller hoax when they were doing, and let me do it in my best Marsha Brady, Marsha, 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 Russia, Russia, Russia. When we had to go through the Russia thing, that was $40 million, okay? For them to spend all that time and months to go, yeah, we got nothing. Then we went through impeachment one. He got impeached over a phone call. Jeez Louise, but yet we can't impeach Hunter Biden or Biden over the big guy, the classified documents, Chinese spy balloon, receipts of payments from, but nothing, okay? So, and President Trump released the phone call because he's just that level of rock star. Ah. So he said, here's the phone call. They impeached him. It made him celebrity status again, boss mode. Couldn't get it, so they impeached him a second time and couldn't get it. And all this time on our dimes, kitties. So instead of solving real problems like closing the border, getting inflation down, opening our pipelines so we can stop relying on uh, Russia and China, who, in case you guys don't know, are having a love fest today. While we're filming this and we're talking about old debunked allegations, President Xi is in Russia meeting with Putin. Okay, so they can figure out how to gain up on the resident turnip. We are in really bad shape, but this is what we always do. Okay, we are, we're more concerned with pronouns and they're out there figuring out how to bring America to its knees. But this is what it is. So this prosecutor has decided once again to continue dividing our country and try to violate on an epic scale the Constitution by perp walking Donald Trump. And for those of you who don't know, this has not worked. The precedent is they've tried this three or four times. It's made him stronger and more powerful. And we just found out that Donald Trump is lapping the field in terms of heads and shoulders above his nearest you know, com Republican competitor right now for president. So that's what's causing the desperation. They have to, to do something. Um, they have to, for the rabid, you know, following who are drinking the communist cocktail, the Soros Kool-Aid. Okay, so we have to realize that they are once again wasting time, money, and effort when we have so many more important things to do trying to do that. But my advice is this. I'm telling you, if they try to do that, they're going to rally the, tr the troops like you have never seen before. You're going to see the patriots come out in force because we are sick of it. And that's what we want them to hear. So to any possible Biden administration people we have out there, the American people are officially returning this trial subscription of communism. It's not working for us and we will not be renewing. And you're fired. So that's what we want to say about this is get back to work and Get back to doing the people's, pretend, wake Biden up from his nap, wake him up and tell him that Xi and Putin are meeting and that we are sick of it. Then when he falls asleep, wake him up again and tell him to go somewhere. They have places you can take people who are mentally deficient. So what I would say to patriots is we got to, unfortunately, but we will tell them if they do this, they're going to make him, they're going to cement his victory to the White House, and then we will really drain the swamp. Not only will we drain it, we're going to drain it, we're gonna put some cement over it, and we're gonna put a big Rushmore-style statue on top of it of Donald J. Trump. That's my suggestion. So of telling people, 
We're going to get this. Also, keep those handcuffs warm because we're going to need them for the big guy, for the king of hookers and blow. We're going to need that for the cackling czar of borders <laughs> and the vodka queen. All of you need it. Take them all with you. Okay. And let's go, Brandon. I've been dying to say that for a while. So Patriots, that's what I want you to remember is this is a desperation play. We are Patriots and this is communism. Okay. Them trying to strip his civil rights, them trying to violate the constitution is not a Donald J. Trump issue. It is an American issue. Stop letting these Democrats violate our constitution, demand that they do their job or we will do ours, which is to remind them that we are, we, the people. Okay. And we, the people think you suck. So just stop it. So we want to move forward, but it's working patriots. They're desperate. And that's why we're getting moves like this. So in the meantime, let's get to another debunked. Let's get to the J six. And I want to say, whatever you think about J six, there are people that are there, and I have a guest today who is going to be taking you of what it was like to be there. A lot of people speculate they should have been doing this. They're terrorists. They're seditionists. They're blah, blah, blah. They say all that. If you weren't there, you need to listen to the people who were, okay? And we're going to get a truthful account of what it means to be on the front line of one of the most pivotal moments in history and what the aftermath has been and what's happening now that we have the footage coming out. We are getting ready to give them the action plan. And I'm telling you, you know, if liberal heads are exploding, that we're in the right direction. We're going to take you through it. We have a J6 defendant here ready to talk, and you are not going to want to miss this right after the break. I'm Raven Harrison, the conservative warrior, and I created Raven Pack because like most of you, I am tired of sending my hard earned money to nebulous GOP causes, which normally wind up in the hands of rhinos or people who are supporting a far left or radical agenda. I'm taking a stand against a political party that is supposed to be fighting for you, but more often than not, winds up fighting for the status quo and against your hard-earned values. Your contribution to Raven Pack will be used to support true conservatives and candidates and our movement and warriors like myself. People who not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. You deserve to know how and where your hard-earned money is being spent, and I'm going to show you in real time. Please use the link below and make your most generous contribution. Freedom is not free. Together, we can restore America and put the American people first. Integrity is making a comeback, and we thank you for your support. Thank you, and God bless America. Welcome back, patriots. It's that time. It's time when we get the meat with the potatoes. 
Is that what we're doing? Yes. We are getting to the front lines, and I am really thrilled to have my next guest. This is somebody I know. I'm familiar with the story, but more importantly, I don't want, I don't know about you, Patriots, but I'm really getting tired of having my news spoon fed to me. This is the time we're going to get real talk, real information, and real results. I'd like to welcome to Ravens Radar the one and only Jalise Middleton. She is a premier human being, a wonderful person, and a affectionately now and forever known as a J6er. And I just want to let people know. So what does J6 mean? Let's give them a quick vocabulary lesson. So J6, this was the day that uh, the protests broke out contesting the election and feeling like the rigged election of President Donald Trump uh, was stolen. So patriots marched on the Capitol to make their voices heard. But this is what Biden considers a peaceful protest. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the footage of what they are calling the worst and most volatile insurrection and the most damaging thing that's happened since 9-11. I know, right? So to help us get through this, and for somebody who speaks Bidenese, we're going to bring somebody from the front line. Jalise Middleson joins us on Raven's Radar. Jalise, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Raven. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. I can tell you, for those of you who don't know, I happen to know Jalise. She is small and mighty like a little spark plug, spitfire, and that's what we need uh, in the war. But you and your husband, Mark, uh, were at the Capitol on January 6th. Briefly tell our viewers, why were you at the Capitol? What were you doing at the Capitol? Well, you know, me and my husband kind of have a unique testimony to that, Raven. Um, we were definitely there because we feel like there was a stolen election. Um, we watched that as the numbers went backward on uh, some of the news broadcasts. We watched it as we followed the Trump campaign while Biden sat in his basement. And um, we watched that in, a, in 2000 mules. We watched that in a lot of ways, but that day we were there to let our voice be heard that we um, stand in opposition, that we believe that there's enough evidence that they should be, um, looking at that evidence and investigating it. We were there for what they were doing to the American population with the with the COVID mandates, um, the mask, um, determining who has value and who doesn't, who's allowed to go to work and who's not. Um, all of those were things that Mark and I were standing for that day. There was so much more than just a stolen election. It was really an encompassing of what we were starting to see 
as an attack on the Republic of America. It was a spoon feeding of communism. And you said that that's our civic responsibility to peacefully make our voices heard. Did you and Mark, did you have any weapons at the Capitol? Were you armed? No, uh, why, I don't know if people realize it, but Washington DC does not uh, allow weapons, uh, guns of any sort. The weapons we often are hearing them refer to at the Capitol, they're calling our flagpoles weapons. And oh. we were not even carrying ours at the time. We had stowed them away in the backpack uh, with collapsible um, poles. So ours were not even accessible at the time that we were attacked. Well, and exactly. And I want people to understand this because everybody seems to have an opinion on this. You know, they should have done this. They're traitors. They're this. These people weren't even there. So I'm giving you a chance to have a voice because you were there. You were there. So if I remember correctly, you guys were behind the barricade praying. Were you not? We indeed were, um, you know, we had never been to a protest before. We were new to this. I was new to politics altogether. I'd never been much of a person to want to follow along with that. Um, so this was a first for us. So we're going to this protest, not really knowing what do you do at a protest? We have no idea. Um, so we, um, we had went to the front line and we're kind of standing around like, what do we do? We were laughing about it, that we were inexperienced protesters. And, you know, we would chant um, USA and um, sing, you know, the national anthem and things like that. But um, for the most part, we stood around talking to police officers and then we went into prayer. Um, there were times that the crowd was pushing up against us. We were getting pushed into barricades. We would lean on the barricades, which I now realize is a major big deal to them. Um, but I'm disabled. So to be able to hold on to the railing really stabilized me, especially when people were pushing up against us. So um, we had went into prayer. A third person had even joined us from behind and started praying with us. And um, it, this work kind of gets cloudy for me. I can't remember if they attacked us during our prayer or if we had had finished praying and looked up and they attacked. I, I really cannot remember. I really believe we were still in prayer when they attacked us. And tell us, tell the viewers, because this is what I want them to hear. Uh, so when you say attacked, what happened? You're in prayer or possibly coming out of it. What happened? So what happened is on the front line in front of the barricades, you had a whole line of Capitol Police. You could tell they were charged with simply holding the line. Um, they were very polite um, they were very formal. They just stood there, you know, in what military knowledge I have, which is just with ROTC. They were basically at a stance of parade rest and, um, had no problems with them whatsoever. Then come out of the back were Capitol Police, which were wearing yellow vest or striped vest, and they had yellow on their vest. They came out of absolutely nowhere charging, and the very first thing they do is reach over the Capitol Police line and smack me on my wrist. When I jerk back and look up, and of course that made me mad right there, but I look up, 
And just as I'm trying to figure out, like, what did you just do and why, I hear my husband yell. And I look over, and he is cowered with his back to them, protecting his head as they are beating him with what I've now found out is called an asp. I've been calling it a police baton, uh, whatever. A billy club. A club, yes. So they were they were wailing on my husband at that point. And that is what made me jump into the scene to protect my husband. At that point, when I started charging toward the police line, they grabbed my arms and jerked me over the police line to where it was about to my waistband of my pants that I'm now over the bike racks, which is the barricade. And the gentleman that had been praying with us from behind, we call him our angel. Um, we still don't know who he is, but he grabbed me back like I was a rag doll. He ripped me back from them. And when, as soon as he ripped me back, another officer pepper sprayed me and my husband. And at that point we were down, we couldn't see, we couldn't even see to leave the steps. And so he, uh, put my hands on his shoulders and said, follow me. And I put my husband's hands on my waist and we did a little train out to a safe place where they, people helped us flush our eyes and, um, you know, just stay with us until we were, uh, had clear enough vision to go back to our hotel. We we're covered in water. It's freezing cold. So we immediately left from there and went back to the hotel to get cleaned up. Oh my goodness gracious. I can't imagine. So you're thinking for being an inexperienced protester, what's going through your head? Is this what normally happens and what happened? And are you and your husband trying to swap? Like what happened? What did you see? What did you do? Are you back in the hotel going, I drank what? Now, you know, my very first reaction, okay, let me back up. As we were leaving, we looked back at the Capitol and we see people look like ants climbing on the Capitol. And I found that funny. I'm not going to lie. I look back, I'm kind of ashamed of it. I thought it was awesome that everybody was going into the Capitol. And the reason I did is because I had been with these people all day long and I had seen nothing but peaceful, patriotic people wanting their voice to be heard. And I could just picture a big crowd in the rotunda, you know, just, you know, chaining USA and letting them know we don't agree with what you did. You know, I didn't see any harm in it. I look back at that. That was pretty foolish thinking. So we made a video and what we're finding is that that's what the government seems to be most upset over is our Facebook post um, where we were big talking or funny talking by, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, what do you call it? Um, storm the Capitol as a reference to, I guess it's, uh, oh, this is my, my husband's movie, but, um, there's a movie talking about storming the castle and and that was like a parody of that. But now it's being used against us as we were threatening the government and then followed through with it. But we made a video uh, where we were, you know, saying we helped them get, get in, we helped them get past the barricades because we were on that front line when we were attacked. And when they ripped me back off those barricades, it actually separated the barricade, the back racks, Mm -hmm. And they quickly pulled it back and closed it. But 
I was taking probably a little more pride in that than I should. Well, and I, so now I'm a terrorist. <laughs> now we're going to, to clarify that. And I just want to clarify that for our patriots. So you were making reference of, hey, we made our voices heard. The people are going in there to finish the job. You know, it was not a coup. It was not, you know, from what you're telling us, it's not a coup. It was, not a, it was never a plan to overthrow the government. It was to let them know that we're watching. We're with the people and we're watching. But is this the same government? Is Madonna still walking around free? She threatened to blow up the White House. She said that she had dreams about blowing up the White House and nothing, okay? But they're upset about somebody from a very rural county in Texas saying that, hey, we came out here and did our civic duty and, you know, we marched, we got pepper sprayed, we came back, you know, and we're willing to look your wounds. Now, are you, what a lot of people are knowing, I know how this story ends, but then you come back. What I want people to hear is then you come back. You come back to you know, Cook County, Texas, and you are kind of just like, man, that was terrible. How did you know that the government wasn't done with you? I'm going to tell you, first off, I didn't even, this tells you how dumb I am with politics. Like I'm there to protest. I, at one point, word got around in the crowd that, um, that Mike Pence had approve the votes or whatever they call it. And I turn to my husband and I go, you mean they're in there right now? Because <laughs> I didn't even know there was like an active session. <laughs> so anyway, um, with that said, I truly thought we had a dirty cop that just attacked us. He disagreed with us. He was gonna clean up that line. Nobody's getting near the line, whatever. I thought it was one bad individual. And so my thought process was, he's wearing a body cam. He knew he was doing wrong. I won't hear from him. I should file charges against him. Um, but we really felt like we're there protesting stuff happens. I mean, yes. I looked at it so nonchalant. Until? And, until April 21st of 2021. I had no clue. We don't watch news. We had we had seen that there was no truth in it anymore. And honestly, I come to Christ in August of 99. At that point, I just didn't want to hear all the negativity. So I had disassociated from news many, many years earlier. And um, so I didn't have a clue that they were out looking for J6ers. I would hear people in my work world on occasion comment, do you think they're going to come after you? And I'm like... I doubt it. You know, why would they? That guy was in the wrong, you know, and I never thought anything more about it until the FBI showed up on my property with, there were 21 federal agents, maybe 22. There were two SWAT trucks with uh, men with M4s everywhere. There was a tank parked on my handicap ramp with a battering ram uh, pointed at my door. And a drone, they flew into my house the minute I opened the front door. M4s pointed at me every direction. They threw a flashbang grenade at me as I walked out. Oh, wait, um, before we get to the, that, I want viewers to get this. I want you to get this. This is rural Texas, which means 
there were probably maybe three cows and nothing but acreages out there. So I want you to imagine probably the most sparsely populated place you can think of and then try to insert a tank, armored cars, a battering ram, and SWAT looking like they're getting ready to take Osama bin Laden out, showing up, you know, in this rural county for you. And then you hear what over the megaphones they tell you to come out and you come out, you comply, and then they flash grenade you? So what actually happened, they had arrested my husband in the lane, the dirt road leaving our farm. Unbeknownst to me, I was still in the house getting ready for work. And they convinced them, please call her. Don't just bust in. She, you know, she has a license to carry. She will respond. Please call her. She's disabled. Please don't hurt her. And they did. They called me. But when they called, you can imagine I'm about in the sticks. And me and my husband are just nobodies. We go to church on Sunday. We go to our life group on Thursday. We go to work every day. We're just nobodies. And so the last thing on earth you expect is to get a, a phone call saying, we have your husband or the FBI come out with your hands up. So I didn't believe it. I thought somebody's jacking with me and they're going to find out that I am lying as protective over my family. And I go to look at my gun as I go to head to the door to see what's happening. And she said, do not, because I still have her on the phone, do not touch that gun. Come out now. And that's when I realized, not only is that going to be the FBI, but they're watching me right now. So I come out, I'm compliant, no other problems. I just didn't know it would really be them. I did not expect this. Oh my goodness. And then you come out. Here's the thing that I know that a lot of people don't. So you come out, a lot of people don't know, you know, that they flash grenaded. The tank is on her handicap ramp to her farm. And they put the tank and the battering ram on the accessibility rack. They have her come out and then they throw a flash grenade, which is like something they use when they're trying to take down heavy duty criminals after they have her husband in handcuffs. So I wanted patriots to have the scene of what that really means to just, you know, morning time in a rural country town. And all of a sudden you've got FBI everywhere. You have a concealed carry just to make sure that you don't wind up of a victim of something. And she says, if you even touch that gun, we're going to blow your brains out. Come out with your hands up. I just want people to understand that. So they arrested you and that's where the nightmare, you know, began. I want you to try to tell you've been fighting this now actively. This has been a couple of years now. I want you to tell our patriots and our listener how much, um, because you know justice is blind, but it's not supposed to be expensive. How much has this cost your family? I'm talking about legal fees and defending your, you know, your innocence, staying out of jail, being able to. So first, I want to talk about the financial cost, and then I want to talk about the human element. How much does it cost you now in legal fees for the government pushing down on you, putting the hammer down on you? So our original attorney fees for each, me and my husband, to have an attorney was $250,000. 
Um, obviously, we don't have that kind of money. We were paying as we go. And um, we got to $70,000 and really just couldn't keep going. We were going to be able to make one more payment and be out. But um, so we, right now, financially, um, I guess I would have to say the $70,000. Um, we, you know, they sabotage everything. So we couldn't get loans. We couldn't. Um, my only other recourse would have been to sell my farm. So as I started investigating, well, you know, where are the other cases going? Is it helping to have hired attorneys? They've got a 100% conviction rate. They are not listening to us in court. Um, nothing we say, none of our evidence matters. So at that point, we chose to go with public defenders and put all of our faith in the Lord and quit trying to win this battle uh, against the, you know, the enemies of the people with our own strength. Did you ever think that you would live to see that the government would consider you a terrorist? You have been labeled a seditionist. You have been labeled a terrorist, a domestic terrorist, a threat to democracy, you know, an insurrectionist. You have been labeled pretty much everything, correct? Yes. And, and you have sold freaking... personal artifacts. You've had to sell jewelry and your farm that was handed down to you by your father. That's family inheritance, correct? That you are willing and possibly having to put up to stay out of prison. Okay. When you see what they do. So I want to cover to, that's the other thing, but how did the people in this rural County that you grew up with, who knew you treat you after this? Cause in theory, this is America. You're innocent until proven guilty. How were you treated by your, your friends and neighbors after this happened? Well, Raven, I think um, first I want to precursor that, that we have been beyond blessed. The fact that we are in such a rural community with such conservative people, um, you know, they actually gathered, the feds gathered in the church that me and my husband used to help lead in the closest town of Era, Texas. And um, there were people on high alert everywhere. And even a few of them were like, I wonder if this could have to do with the Middletons because, you know, they've been so vocal about the wrongdoing of the government. But um Really, all in all, considering what I've seen my fellow brothers and sister patriots dealing with, we really were fortunate. But even with that, it was a devastating blow. I'll bet. I, I cannot even imagine it being worse than what we had, and we were blessed. Um, because we were such servants in the community, and we raised our children to be such servants in the community, we were very well known for our servitude. And because of that, anybody that tried to de deface us um, were pretty quickly shut down by other conservatives that said, hey, you're not gonna do that. The, you know, these are good people in this community, whether you agree with them or not, you don't know the story. Correct. You know? So we were fortunate in that aspect. But with that said, me and my husband got out of jail the next day to come home to no jobs. Um, we were the face of our companies. Both of us were marketing for local companies. And I had been at my job for seven years, maybe eight. My husband had been there like nine months, I think. 
And um, we were so happy at our jobs and loved by the community. And um, we lost those jobs. So I spent um, two months out of work. I had a lot of friends in the business that really respected me and cared about me that was able to put me back to work. And um, when I, the first job I did go back into, I will say, um, one of the trolls had doxxed me and called that company and said, you know, you have an insurrectionist working for you. And, and they didn't even have the courage to fire me. All they did is put me on extended FMLA until this case. They didn't even have the courage to, to fire me. Um, and so I walked out of there, as scripture says, and I dusted the dust off my shoes and I went on to the next town. That's how um, you it's That's in my mind, it. though. <laughs> That's how you do it. And what I so I wanted people to know, you know, this is whatever you think you know. Jalice was there. This is to give you an account. They were there. So you don't need to speculate. Now, I want to, you know, kind of bring it to a close and ask you now, let's fast forward. So uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, Leader McCarthy, McCarthy uh, sends the footage, the footage that everybody's been speculating about uh, about the Capitol riot, though they are sending that out to the media. Now we get to see what everybody suspected, which is we're seeing people waved in, we're seeing them being given tours, being let in, waved in. First question is, have you seen this video? And what are your thoughts now that the video is starting to be released and people are starting to see? Well, I have a lot of first thoughts. My first thought is what a disappointment of McCarthy that he committed to release that footage. He got his job because he gave his word to that and then turned around and has manipulated it by giving it only to Tucker Carlson. And then of course he's been so intimidated because there is a deep state running this deal that he's not releasing uh, footage as freely as it should be released. There are a thousand and three lives on the line as of today and looking to get 3,000 more of good, solid American people that serve in their community and, and make their own way through life and they're destroying them all because they had political differences. So I, I'm a little disappointed in McCarthy, but I'm very, very grateful that anything's getting out. The vid the two videos y'all have seen are the one video and one interview. That's a drop in the bucket. There's a thousand of these cases that you're gonna hear the same story. These FBI agents come in as provocateurs. I believe that the Metro Police, I don't even believe all of them were police officers. I believe they were brought on board and basically saying, you have a heyday and I have enough video that I can lead you to at this moment to show you how they were acting. And there was, I call them the dirty dozen Metro police officers that were going around terrorizing American citizens for protesting, whether it was beating them with a baton right, or hitting them with CS gas or tear gassing, whatever they were doing horrible things to people that were standing around with a flag exercising their first amendment right that's so i am excited the evidence is getting out yes I, I, by all means i don't want to deface any of that 
but it's not near enough, near fast enough, because I'm telling you, everybody's story is going to be almost identical. Well, they are. And that's why we want to start getting it. I have been dying to have this show because we got to get it. It's not your truth and my truth. It's the truth. And that's what, you know, people, especially in the Biden regime, don't want the truth. They want the optics. This is the truth. The truth is in America, we have the right to peacefully protest. Nobody deserves, you're letting people for a summer tear down cities, burn buildings to the ground, harm, kill people. And you're comparing that to people who went to the Capitol go, hey, there's no way basement dummy got 81 million votes and they have ruined people's lives. People have committed suicide over this. Biden has blood on his hands. You can't do this to America. This is Stalin, Hitler tactics. We did this to Americans who said, hey, we're here to protest. We're watching. You know, what could they have done? But that's why I want people to hear it from you. And Jaleese, this is brave. So you didn't just, okay, this is terrible, but you actually got active and you started a company. So really quickly tell us, was it American Patriot Relief? Yes, ma'am. Um, so we, me and my husband, several others there, we have, I believe, nine people on our board. Half of them are J6 defendants. Um, a couple of them have been politically persecuted uh, for their involvement on the Texas border, trying to stand and protect it. Um, but altogether, we have formed American Patriot Relief. And our goal is simply to meet the needs of the, of the politically persecuted, however that may look. Right now, the majority of those cases you can imagine are the J6 defendants, but there are so many. What what hurts my heart is whether you want to call them the liberal left or, or you know, Democrats. I, you know, I really don't even want to get into labeling because I feel like now I recognize this is a war of good and evil. Um, Satan has come on the scene. We are in a, a battle for our life and innocent people are getting hurt. So we formed this because they're going to steamroll everybody. The left just doesn't recognize they're next. Yeah. They're starting with us, but they're next too. So American Patriot Relief is here to try to provide relief to the politically persecuted, whether it's helping to fund their legal fees, whether it's helping them to get access to their uh, discovery, whether it is um, you know, helping their family meet a mortgage payment while they're sitting and rotting in the gulag. It's helping um, protect their rights, you know, when the government is bringing its full weight and hammer to bring in communism 2.0. So where can people find it? Is there a website? Is there a link? Is Where can people find and donate to pa American Patriot Relief? So they can go to AmericanPatriotRelief.org. And right there on the first screen is a donate button. You can also call our uh, hotline. We have a support hotline for all the um, J6 defendants so that they can either receive resources or just talk to somebody because they're having that day because there have been seven suicides so far. Um, that hotline is 833-SAVED. J6. That's S-A-V-E-D-J-6. Okay. And either way, we can walk them through that process. 
Um, so thank you for, for letting us get that word out. It is so very important. We help pay for commissary for our um, prisoners. We have people that have not had due process, have not even been brought forth to a trial, to a bond hearing in over 700 days. And that is what I want patriots to understand is these people, Jalice, our J6ers, they stood, they went out and made their voices heard, and they got the tail end of communism, and it's disgusting. So Jalice and her organization, they have started and stepped in for rights they're supposed to already have. Anybody heard of those right to a, a speedy trial, uh, light, you know, all of these rights that have just evaporated under Biden, and that's what it's about and I am going to encourage every one of my patriots, you know how I am about this. If you can't be on the front line, support those of us who are patriots. Anything helps. For people who don't have commissary, and commissary is the money that they can use to buy things in prison when they're held without being charged with anything, $20 makes a huge difference. So we're going to have that link, Jaleese, listed on our are on this podcast and on our website so people can get out, get involved, help our conservatives and our patriots. Don't just sit there and turn the other cheek. We can do this, but we got to stick together. Jalise, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing such an incredibly powerful story with people so they can know. And, uh, and thank you for being willing to stand up for our freedom. Thank you so much for that. I want to add that the commissary is so important because your Fifth Amendment right, I believe, is the one that protects you on pretrial uh, detention, that you're not tortured. I'm here to let the American people know that I have 111 patriots in prison being tortured. And they're doing that through denial of um, light, denial of heating or air. They're denying them freedom. They spend 22 hours a day in solitary confinement, um, some of them in excess of nine months. Um, they're doing horrendous things. They're, they're putting chemicals in their food, which is why we need the commissary to keep them alive. Um, please, please help us help them. Help us to be the people that stand in the gap. And that's where we got our catchphrase because in Nehemiah, in the Bible, there is the statement that there was nobody to stand in the gap. We want to be that somebody standing in the gap for the American patriot. And that's that's everything right there. So Jalise, again, thank you. American Patriot Relief, we're going to have information on the show riveting, horrific, but patriots, we're winning this war. It's ugly, but we're going to get it. And we're going to wrap it up right after this. Thank you, patriots, for joining us in this episode of Raven's Radar. That is powerful. That is probably the best example that I've given you to date when I say that freedom is not free. My parents, 
are retired Air Force officers. They understood this. There is a human cost to maintaining freedom, and it is ugly. It is dirty. Is it expensive? I mean, this is powerful. And I want you to keep that in mind that we still have people right now that are still being locked up for J6, being denied heat, being denied food, being denied the ability to have a Bible and pray. They're, they're being broken, patriots, and they need us now. So I want to remind people that this is what it means when Reagan said that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It means we have to fight. All of us can do something, and we can. You know me, verbs in the sentences. I want to also tell you, we actually have a product now. Woo! We are Raven's Mantle is now we've, this is an advanced copy, so not the full one, but it's an advanced copy, but we are available for pre-sale on amazon.com, on barnesandnoble.com, and you can go to our website, ravenharrison.com. You can also find me on social media, Raven the Conservative Warrior, on all platforms, Raven's Radar is on all platforms, and you can reach out to us, give us your feedback, let us know what you wanna see, and I'm telling you, I'm taking you through this betrayal of America, how we got here and how we're going to get back. And spoiler alert, God wins. God always wins. You know how I am. So don't get me started because I don't have breaks. <laughs> we're going, we're going, we're going. So patriots, I, I invite you to pre-order this book. I am not going to let you down on the storyline of this, but America is worth fighting for and we can do this. Until we see you next time, keep fighting.